Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo here. The Bonnell Foundation, living with cystic fibrosis, is raising money to support the pediatric pulmonology fellowship training program at C.S. Mott Children's Hospital to honor Dr. Samia Nasser and her many contributions to the CF community. Dr. Nasser is a professor of pediatrics and the director of the Cystic Fibrosis Clinical Center at the University of Michigan and has not only drastically improved the lives of children living with cystic fibrosis here in the United States, she also has a longstanding track record of improving lives across the globe. To talk with us about that is Laura Bonnell and Dr. Um, Nasser may be able to join us so she'll might be able to hop on to this interview but Laura thanks for joining us here in Itcher Community. Thanks so much yeah Dr. Nasser is wonderful and I know if she gets a free moment she will definitely hop on with us. That, that'd be great so tell us how did this come about how did you first um, meet and learn about Dr. Nasser? Dr. Nasser has been my daughter's you know specialty doctor almost since they were born, since they were, since Molly was probably four and Emily, no, since Molly was two and a half and Emily was born. So uh, almost their entire lives, they're 26 and 23 right now. And both my daughters have cystic fibrosis. And when we met with Dr. Nasser, it wasn't how we started in cystic fibrosis. Um, and when we switched to be with her, it was night and day and wonderful. And the girls connected with her. She's absolutely part of our family. Uh, and so when they had to transition to the adult uh, clinic, they did not want to go. They oh. begged her, can we please stay in pediatrics? And she said, well, Molly, you can stay in peds until Emily transitions to adult, um, the adult mm -hmm. clinic. So, I mean, they hug her, they love her. And honestly, I don't know how she raised her own kids the commitment she's made to the cystic fibrosis community. Mm -hmm. So tell our, I know you've been on before, Laura Bonnell, but for people listening who may not be familiar with cystic fibrosis, can you explain to them exactly what that is? Sure. Cystic fibrosis is a genetic disease that causes chronic and fatal lung infections, and it interferes with digestion, and it impacts every organ of the body. Um, people with cystic fibrosis get um, CFTR, which is, a uh, diabetes, they get all kinds of things that happen, um, you know, challenges with the liver. It just, cystic fibrosis affects every organ um, and interferes with digestion. And right now the average life expectancy, if you are born today is 47 years old. Not mm. to confuse you, but when my girls were born, the average life expectancy was about 17 and they've outlived that, thank God. But as we have more medications, there is certainly um, a lot more hope. Um, and there are new CFTR modulator drugs that correct the underlying condition of cystic fibrosis. It's not a cure, but for 90% of the population, it does correct that underlying condition. So it goes from being a deadly disease to a chronic illness. But again, it isn't perfect. It doesn't work for everyone, but it is it is a miracle drug. So it works for one of my daughters, not the other. So we're waiting for, um, you know, the next round of, it's really an MRNA drug um, 
we're waiting for that to come out next. And everyone's familiar with that because of COVID um, with the mRNA. So it's yeah. exciting. Yeah. And speaking of COVID, how did your daughters and the, the cystic fibrosis community fare during the shutdowns? And what were your concerns with that virus being so prevalent? It was right. It was really scary, although it's sad, but we're such professionals at isolation because the girls have always like no one could come over if they even had a cold if you have a fever don't even think about it so um we've the girls have worn masks um and people with cf can't be around each other anyway because of cross-contamination issues with their lungs so it was harder because they didn't have an option really they couldn't go to work even when people have started to return to work until they were vaccinated. So it was just emotionally very challenging for them and having friends and then friends who felt like I need to stay away from you because I don't want to be the one that gives you, you know, um, COVID and kills you. And that, so there was, it was a lot of juggling for my girls. They were really, really, uh, Emily, who's here in Michigan, um, we were her own, the only people she saw for for sure 13 months, just wow. Joe and I, and that was it. And she was, she had a hard time. I mean, her boyfriend at the time couldn't handle it. He moved out, you know, they were living in an apartment. So it was just um, very challenging emotionally. And then Molly was getting in the midst of getting her master's in the United Kingdom. And so we couldn't see her, she couldn't come home. Uh, at that time, in the beginning, the airports were just packed with people. And we just thought, oh, no way are we going to put you yeah, in in that. that situation. So, um, so yeah, so she did get the AstraZeneca out there. And then Emily and all of us got our vaccinations. And, you know, of course, we're all coming out of it now. So that's great. Well, I want to welcome uh, Dr. Samia Nasser's just joined us. Dr. Nasser, how are you? Good, how are you? Sorry for being late. It's okay. You know, you have, I'm sure you have a legitimate excuse with your busy schedule as a doctor. Uh, Dr. Nasser, I, you know, you uh, in your native country of Egypt, doctors weren't aware of the prevalence of cystic fibrosis in, their, in your country until you really brought the disease to light. Can you tell us about that? Can you share with us about that? Well, I started working on this since like 1997 when I went for the first time uh, specifically to talk about cystic fibrosis. And at that time, everybody was like, you know, great, let's talk about it as an interest, but not really as something that we're worried about in the in the in in Egypt. Um, we were taught in medical school where I graduated from Egypt that CF does not exist in Egypt. Um, so that's the idea that everybody was going with and then we started um, talking about it. Every year I was invited to go back to talk about different aspects of pulmonary disease uh, for children. And I would bring up CF. So um, in, in 2001, actually, I had a colleague coming in from Cairo University joining me and we were brainstorming about how we can um, raise awareness in Egypt and start screening so um, we were talking about it. We had several ideas, but we really lacked the equipment and the resources. So what we did is that I was in the um, uh, North American Cystic Fibrosis meeting in 2002, 
And, um, you know, as I was walking around, there was a company doing equipment for sweat testing. And it wasn't, uh, it was mainly like, you know, the one we, not the one we used in our lab, but it's mainly a qualitative, not quantitative, which is important in CF. Uh, but it's good for screening. So they, they actually um, volunteered to give me equipment for free. And we started a research project in Egypt in 2004 and uh, published in 2007. And it showed that, you know, there is CF in Egypt that, you know, we found out of 62 patients coming into the pulmonary and the gastroenterology clinic that there were 12 patients with CF. So it was clear that there is CF in Egypt. And since mm -hmm. then, um, one university, Cairo University, has been uh, bought the equipment, has been screening, but then across Egypt, it's not been looked at because, you know, you don't have the equipment and you don't have the awareness. So that's kind of in a short, uh, and then we've been doing a lot of uh, presentations to them every year. And then lately we had, I had collaboration with the Middle East CF Association which is uh, an, another really important resource for us. And uh, the CF um, Middle East uh, Association, which is called MICFA, is actually funded by the CF Foundation. Mm, wow. And now, and now they are interested in work in the Middle East. So uh, we were able to get them to donate four equipments to Egypt to uh, start screening. So, Dr. Nasser, Laura was explaining to me uh, just a few minutes before you uh, joined us is that the life expectancy has increased since the time her two daughters were born. What is the prognosis of uh, children born with cystic fibrosis today and with the medicines that are available and coming out, the research being done? In the U.S., uh, it's close to 50 years old now. Okay. So, so we really are doing very well in the U.S. And the modulator, that's the newest medication that we have for CF, has been amazing. Um, so they are doing a lot better. Great, great. So, Laura, tell us about this fundraiser coming up, the Bonnell Foundation, Living with Sister Fibrosis, raising money to support the Pediatric Pulmonology Fellowship Program that Dr. Nasser is involved in. Tell us, tell us about that. Yeah, I thought it was really important to raise awareness about what Dr. Nasser does. And I, I just can't believe that she hasn't been recognized on a national scale because the work she is doing is fantastic. And the knowledge that she has, everyone should know about and be a part of. So what we're trying to do is start this fellowship and we're raising funds right now um, we're just trying to raise $10,000 this year. And then down the road, we want to get to $100,000 and possibly someday to a million dollars so that all this life's work that Dr. Nasser is doing, she has literally changed the world here in the United States and in her native country of Egypt, uh, just making it known worldwide that it's not just white Americans that have cystic fibrosis. It's people in Egypt. It's everyone, um, African-Americans. It's everybody. So we're trying to highlight the work she does, and we're trying to keep everything that she has done all these years, uh, keep it going with this fellowship in her honor. She's mm. not retiring. She, <laughs> she, <laughs> we just, I just, you know, want to do this. So, so that's why the Bonnell Foundation um, started this. Uh, 
to raise awareness about what she's doing and to raise funds so we can uh, keep it going. So Laura, how can people listening get involved? Where can they go to learn more and maybe donate or get involved in the fundraiser? They can go to our website, which is the bonnellfoundation.org and Bonnell is spelled B as in boy, O-N-N-E-L-L. And you'll see all the information about the fellowship and Dr. Nasser and the University of Michigan is completely on board with this. Uh, we will give the money to the University of Michigan and they will, um, they will have it in her honor. And Dr. Nasser will be able to allocate it where she thinks it's best. But we're um, going to present it to her at our fundraiser, our Night of Hope celebration in September, on September 25th. Let me ask you this, Dr. Nasser. Um, when you mentioned uh, what you've discovered in Egypt, do you see this spreading out and looking at other areas in the Middle East and not just Egypt, but Iraq, Iran, Jordan, you know, all the uh, Palestine, any any other regions in the Middle East that you see this being becoming prevalent or other parts of the world? That's an excellent question. Actually, right now I am working also with Turkey. Oh. Um, Turkey are uh, diagnosing CF a lot better than in Egypt. They have the equipment and uh, they have the treatment too, and but their care is not as good as here. So I am working with a center right now in Istanbul and. I'm hoping that center will be a model for Turkey to start working on improving care and getting things together. Um, the Middle East EF Association, uh, the MIGFA group, have been also donating equipment to Jordan, uh, Palestine, Azerbaijan, uh, for some reason, got on the mix, Sudan, and Ethiopia. So mm -hmm. I went to Ethiopia and I noticed wow. that they don't even know what CF is. So. So we're starting the process with them. So definitely the work is not limited to Egypt. It's, it's really regional in the Middle East and Africa. And mm -hmm. we'll take it from there. But uh, CF is, is there in every country, in every uh, part of the world. And we just need to diagnose it and treat it. Mm. And Vanessa, I just wanted to, if Dr. Nasser wants to tell this story, she told me about families who were losing children to cystic fibrosis more than one and they because they didn't know they had CF. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have a lot of families in Egypt that they come in and they've been having children and they've been dying young. And in Egypt, that is uh, not uncommon. Uh, because they do have gastrointestinal uh, problems or pneumonias, and they have no idea why. And then when you diagnose one with CF, they're like, oh, we could have done something about it. So definitely. Yeah, and so, Dr. Nasser, is it because when you, it's, when you say it doesn't go diagnosed, are they not understanding what to look for as they don't know the signs? I mean, how is a child ultimately diagnosed with cystic fibrosis? Is it at birth or when? Well, it, they're born with it. Um, most of the time, in, in a, young, a young child in the first year of life, he will have symptoms of pneumonia or failure to thrive, meaning not gaining weight, um, things like that. In Egypt, the problem was um, multi, like there were several problems. One of them is the physicians were not really aware of the symptoms and they're not looking for it. So that's something that, you know, we've been addressing every year in lectures and now I think they are better about it. And then the other thing is the parents are not aware and the testing was not available. So now that the mm. testing equipment is available, they started to screen in Egypt across the whole country. 
Mm. And like we have it on newborn screening here in the United States. Yes. So it's caught now. It wasn't on newborn screening when my daughters were diagnosed, but now it is. So it makes a huge difference. So it's but not I, anything that's caught in utero. It is definitely caught upon birth. It's usually caught upon, upon birth. Sometimes it's caught in utero with special testing that you don't really do because babies are normal when uh, moms are pregnant, but then after birth, the disease starts. So oh. um, because they are supported by the mother's, uh, you know, um, nutrition and other things, so they are not really showing any signs of the disease till they are born most of the time. So, Dr. Nasser, is it getting to the point that, um, too, that you, doctors, physicians around the globe are seeking your um, expertise in this area because it's not so it's not known as well as it is here in the United States and the work that you're doing? Well, uh, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I mean, you know, I've been working with the, in the Middle East quite a bit, and I have really a lot of connections in different countries there. Uh, but around the world, there are other groups. There are uh, groups of excellent physician that works in the in South America. Um, and they've been working there actually longer than me in, in establishing TF centers in Chile. And now they're working with Argentina and Brazil and other countries. So there are a lot of us that are involved and, and, and very interested in global health. Mm. So uh, I'm, I'm not the only one by any means. And also the CF Foundation, have been very interested in global health and global awareness about the disease. And that's been very helpful to all of us. Oh, that's great. And so let me ask you both this. And I know you both talked about the life expectancy, but in your experience and the research you've done, Dr. Nasser and Laura, the work that you've done with uh, the Bonnell Foundation and with your two daughters, uh, how do you see this moving forward in the future in terms of research, medicine, do you, do you see even beyond 50 degrees, uh, 50 years old life expectancy? I mean, what are you seeing in the research of the of cystic fibrosis? So in the U.S., I'm expecting in, in the next decade that life expectancy will be close to normal, to like normal people that don't have CF. Um, so that that's something with, with the new uh, highly effective modulators that I think that will be achieved uh, now that, that we can start it for younger and younger patients, I think that will be very helpful um, in the U.S. and in the Western countries. Um, in the Middle East, the, the median survival is probably, you know, in, in the like single digits, like probably four or five years maximum. So we're looking into improving in not only in the, in the U.S., but also outside. Mm. Um, and I, go ahead, Laura. No, I was going to say, I think the biggest challenge that I've learned from Dr. Nasser is that this globally, we need equality. We need yeah. health equality in this disease. I have connected with people in the UK who can't get one of the CF or couldn't get the CFTR modulators. And it wasn't, um, you know, they couldn't get it in Canada either. So we've all connected and we're all connecting globally. So it is a wonderful time. The CF community has always worked together. There's no competition amongst foundations. So I'd say that's the biggest thing. Um, and working, you know, with people like Dr. Nasser, who have all the expertise and connections. Um, so it is wonderful as everybody's kind of united to make it 
to make it better. And the life expectancy, Dr. Nasser, in Egypt right now is 12, correct? So different from the United States. Wow. It's, it's actually lower than that because there is no statistics coming up from Egypt yet. So that's all guessing. Um, but yeah, I mean, they are, they are going to start screening uh, nationwide. So then we would know for sure. But I think it's lower than 12. I think it's in the single digit. Wow. And it just, there shouldn't be that discrepancy. And I, I just have to share quickly a story. Um, Dr. Nasser introduced me to Anas Mansour. He's a dad in Cairo, I believe. I talked yes. to him and, and he has twins with CF and they're five years old. And he felt feels the same panic I felt when my girls were diagnosed. But it's worse for him because he doesn't have the same uh possibilities. And he wants me to help find him a job and move him here because he's afraid his twins aren't going to live to, to be eight years old, you oh, know? Wow. So, so it's, that's hard. Very stressful. Yeah. That's heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Yes. We have about a minute left with both of you here. We're talking about the Bonnell Foundation, living with cystic fibrosis, raising money to support the pediatric pulmonology fellowship training program at CS Mott Children's Hospital to honor Dr. Samia Nasser and her many contributions to the CF community. Anything else you want to share with our listeners, uh, Dr. Nasser and Laura Bonnell here before we let you go? I have to say I'm really grateful to the Bonnell Foundation for all the work they're doing. I did not come up with this idea. That was all Laura that came up with this. And it will help our fellowship um, in, in, in global research and uh, in, in other areas of research as well. So thank you very much, uh, Laura, for all your work. Thank you. I mean, you're welcome. I'm, I can't tell you how, how positively and <laughs> wonderfully I worship Dr. Nasser for all that she's done for this cystic fibrosis community. Um, I think she is known all over the world. She's very modest, but I haven't talked to anyone that doesn't know who she is or her uh -huh. contributions to the community. Yeah. So um, we couldn't do it without her. She's amazing. Well, thank you both for being on It's Your Community and sharing this story with us. Laura, you want to give out that website or any other information before we let you go? Sure. Anybody can go to our website, the bonnellfoundation.org, B-O-N-N-E-L-L. -L, and our phone number is 844-Cystic Fibrosis. So that's very easy to remember. So either way, you can get a hold of us to help us raise funds for this fellowship in honor of Dr. Nasser. Thank you, Dr. Samia Nasser and Laura Bonnell for joining us here on It's Your Community. If you Thanks, have, Vanessa. Thank you. If you have any questions or comments, show topics you want me to get to, you get to me, Vanessa Denha. You could do that in many ways. You can go to Epiphany Communications and Coaching. So, again, we look for uh, any kind of community events going around town, uh, any um, nonprofit events going around town, any news stories, any uh, really community-oriented things, people connecting, collaborating, and communicating with your community. If you have those interview ideas, please reach out to me. And as a communication strategist and coach, I'm also interested in interviewing people about leadership communication and how coaching uh, is a tool to be used. I also use uh, Gallup Strength Training Assessment as well. And if you want to ever talk about strengths and weaknesses, that was also a great topic. So reach out to me on those topics as well. Go to my website and email me there, or you can go to any of my social media platforms. I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, on Facebook, Epiphany Communications and Coaching, uh, and on Instagram. And as always, we remind our listeners to connect, collaborate, and to communicate with your community. Thanks for listening. 
It's your community. A public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.